The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host, and these views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Memorial Healthcare System or Joe Children's Hospital. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting, pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. My name is Jason Grant Henriquez, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Latanya Benjamin from Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital here in South Florida. Dr. Benjamin, how are you? And tell us a little about yourself. Hi, welcome, everyone. I am thrilled to be here. As you mentioned, my name is Dr. Latanya Benjamin. I am a board-certified pediatric dermatologist who specializes in skin, hair, nail conditions here at the Children's Hospital. And today, what I'm super thrilled about is we're getting into our summer and uh, spring season is um, a critical care paramedic who will be talking with us about adult supervision around water safety. Very important. Yeah. So we're thrilled to have AJ Ross here today, and I think it's going to be a fantastic gathering. I'm excited. Okay. Well, before we move on, here's a few words from our sponsor, Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Patient and family-centered care. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com care. Okay, welcome back. Before we get to today, get to our guest today, let's bring in one of our producers, Bahati, with what's making news How in the you, parenting world. How are you both doing today? Fantastic. Awesome, Excellent. awesome. Well, today is an absolutely gorgeous day here in South Florida, as it normally is, right? Yes, like, yes. We're lucky. <laughs> and so as a tie-in to that, did you know that school districts throughout the country don't allow students to apply sunscreen while on school property, unless they have a note from their doctor or a prescription. You see, that's very surprising on two counts. One, that they don't allow them to put on sunscreen. Another, that that's actually a, a concern. Because uh, thinking, you know, in the world we live in with all the you know carcinogens, uh, the additives in food, you would think that the sun, which is one of the few tainted natural things, you know, on Earth, mm-hmm. wouldn't be that much of a problem. Dr. Benjamin, could you elaborate on any risks? That- sure. This is... Near and dear to my heart because I think there's a lot of education that we still need to do and and heighten public awareness. So specifically, I have a story for you. This week in my office, let me share a fact with you, first of all. By all means. So one thing we do know is that just being a healthy, normal individual with no risk factor, meaning a parent, grandparent does not have a history of skin cancer, just getting one blistering sunburn in childhood will increase your chances over twofold. Mm. So double your chances of getting melanoma throughout your life at some point, a lifetime risk. And that's just astonishing because there's no risk factors and it's just one blistering sun take. Two days ago, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Caucasian 16-year-old came in with a sunburn on her back. She was there for a different reason. And I said, oh, you know, casually, have you ever had a sunburn before? And she said, quote, I have only a few. Only a few sunburns? Yeah. Okay. And I said, oh, about how many? She said, uh, about eight. Not many. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And I said, kept my composure, didn't um, strike the alarm bells yet. And I said, well, about how many of them blistered? She said, oh, not many, only about three, end of quote. So clearly, there's a lot more education yes. and people we need to reach to let them know that this is really serious because of all the cancers out there combined, lung cancer, breast cancers, put them all combined, 
skin cancer is reaching the number one mm. so basically, of all the combined. So basically, so. like the sun, like anything else, too much of a good thing is bad. Exactly. And this is preventable. Right, right. So the FDA actually regulates sunscreen as an over-the-counter drug. And so that's the reason why most school districts require a doctor's note. However, states like California, Oregon, and Texas actually have laws that don't require a doctor's note. They actually put that um, decision in the power of the parents, which it should be. Exactly. And uh, new states like Arizona, Rhode Island, and Utah are actually working on bills to allow parents to make that decision. We've all come together. It's a big national movement, especially by dermatologists in our Academy of Dermatology, um, to make efforts to change that and also to ban indoor tanning of our young children, which another could go on forever just to talk about that. Yes, indeed. Um, so again, all these passions are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> But um, so as a pediatric for, dermatologist. So for our uh, parents that are listening right now, is there any uh, websites or locations they can go and get more information about uh, sun care and, and the, the risk factors and really educate? Because I'm a parent and I had no idea that the sun Absolutely. was really that, you know, much of, a, of an issue for too much. I would go to the American Academy of Dermatology, www.aad.org, and um, they will put you on to Skin Foundation and other resources with statistics and helpful information. But by and large, the first thing I would um, empower families would be to contact their school where their child is attending and first see what are the policies. Can you send your child to to school with sunscreen? Um, can they wear protective UV sunglasses or hats? Do they have shades in the playground area where you can teach your child to perhaps play a sport under a large tree or you know, be somewhere where there's an awning or shade structures? So those are important, um, powerful steps a f- parent could take. Uh, additionally, you can try to send your child to school with long sleeve clothes to cover their arms and legs, jeans you know, and sneakers, so forth. Uh, the key to fabrics would make sure it's tight weave. So if you're going to wear a shirt with the idea of long sleeve, of course, if you're in a southern state and it's very hot, you may want to elect for light-colored clothing like white cotton. But make sure that the fabric and the weaves are really tight woven so sun doesn't go through as much. Excellent tips. Excellent, excellent. Excellent tips, doctor. So the next topic I want to talk to you all about is sharenting. So... We all love our kids, right? You both have oh, children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> They'll take pictures of your kids all the time, and we actually post them on places like Facebook um, or Instagram. But what are your thoughts on the privacy issues? You know, sometimes kids don't know that they're even being photoed, but all of a sudden their photo is accessed by millions of people. And it's again, pretty tricky. And exactly. again, I find myself being guilty of this because not only do I post many pictures of my kids online on Instagram, they even have their own YouTube. And so now they're <laughs> of an age where they can create their own content yes. to put online. Yes. And as I was uh, editing the other day, I said, hmm, there's a you know one video where you know a younger son of mine is you know picking his nose by accident. And I didn't realize <laughs> it. Does 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 he want that his friends to log Probably on to his YouTube not. and see that? And it, it, so it comes to that conclusion, you know, teasing and uh, when it comes to uh, you know you know potential embarrassment, that is an issue I actually just started becoming aware of, mm-hmm. Dr. Benjamin. I totally agree. Cyberbullying, it's a very uh, slippery slope, you know, because, of course, we all start out with the intention just to share it and keep in communications with our close family and friends. 
And then where do you draw the line, right? Right. Because exactly. everyone knows that their kid is the cutest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know mine is. Exactly. How about you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. The handsome young man. Handsome. Take, take a breath to their dad. <laughs> but it is it's very true because just because you believe it's it's an appropriate picture, it's because you enjoy the picture, doesn't mean that either your child when they grow up or others that are viewing it see the same thing. Right. You know, misconceptions, you know, abound. You can go to a children's uh you know, a party, mm-hmm. and maybe this particular party is adult-oriented. Mm-hmm. You take a picture with your child smiling with a balloon and his beer in the background. You didn't realize it. Now you're an unfit parent. Exactly. You know, so so it's not just privacy issue. We're talking about safety issues. Safety issues, uh, exactly. So another point I want to bring up is talking to your kids about taking photos of themselves and their friends. Obviously, there's a lot of sharing going on, yes. not just parents, but between their peers. So... Real quickly, what are your thoughts about that? That is very important. We live in, in a digital media age. Um, it's not Polaroid's handing and say, look at this. It's sending text message pictures. It's, it's you know posting anything. It's time to educate our children on what's appropriate, draw the line. And unfortunately, you're going to have to review what they're doing. You're going to have to have those conversations. They're going to slip up. But if they, you, know, you have to give them the opportunity to have that discussion, I would assume, Dr. Benjamin, you definitely agree. Oh, yeah. And I have a little girl, and that's something already weighing on my oh, mind, right? Absolutely. So it's about the influence of the peers that they're with. And sh- having that conversation just at a really early age, I think it's helpful because this is their day and age. I mean, I don't know of any two-year-old that doesn't have a smartphone in their hand already. <laughs> <Exactly>. Okay. <laughs> right. So, and trust me, my two-and-a-half-year-old knows how to take photos. <laughs> so. Right. You know, the conversation needs to start early. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, parents, you got to get involved. We have to talk to our to our kids and, and educate them. Well, we're going to take a short break. Thank you, Bahati, for, for the coffee talk. You're quite yeah. welcome. And when we come back, we will have A.J. Ross, who will be giving us a few tips about water safety. You are listening to Healthy Panting. Pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. To learn more about our hospital, visit jdch.com. Well, let's get right into it. Today we're speaking with A.J. Ross. He's a critical care paramedic at Memorial Hospital System in Hollywood, Florida. Mr. Ross, thank you for joining Welcome, us. Welcome, A.J. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. Spectacular. So what are we discussing today? Here it's water safety. Now, when I think of water safety, I'm thinking about... Uh, safety in, 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 in tub time or not running around the pool, but apparently it goes much deeper than that, please. It does. During the summer, a lot of people like to have parties. Uh, when it comes to having parties, parents tend to go ahead and say, there's always someone watching our kids. Uh, so some of the kids will be swimming in the pool, you'll go around, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, someone's screaming and yelling, saying uh, one of the babies is in the pool, and no one was watching the baby. So unfortunate. Exactly. It is. And he, what we hear a lot of the time is, we thought someone else was watching, or this person was supposed to be watching. And that's one of the major concerns when we get those 911 calls, what happened? Uh, and we try to get those stories and find out how long the child has been down for and how long they've been in that water. Uh, and it's very difficult to find out because a lot of times one parent thought someone else was watching. That's a great point, you know, especially say 4th of July. One's picnicking, you know, um, on the grill and so many distractions, family and folks, everyone's around. And exactly, it's the one moment you think you can take your eye off your child because there's so many many people there in the vicinity, you just assume that your child would be seen. Exactly. All it takes takes is like one one split second. And that's exactly true. That you can give our our parents... 
The big thing is an arm's length. That's what we always tell our children when we're out in general public. We want to make sure that they're at an arm's length, making sure that you're near them. Uh, So when it comes to water safety, even though they may have flotation devices, they may have other devices that make them feel secure and make the parents feel as if they're secure, those aren't necessarily the key to watching the kids. Mm. There always has to be someone dedicated. uh, You pick that person. Uh, If it's going to be Uncle Joe that's going to be watching, we want to make sure Uncle Joe is at the pool watching. We also want to be careful that Uncle Joe may not be having too many alcoholic beverages at that time. Absolutely. We know those Joes. Um, so those are some of the key things, always having someone dedicated to watch those kids, uh, making sure that, too, the kids that are going in the pool, making sure that they've had water safety classes, have they had water yes, lessons. Yes. Uh, if they haven't had those classes yet, we really have to make sure those kids are being supervised, and that comes with the arm's length. They're not going anywhere away from the parents or any adult supervision at that point. Absolutely. Do you recommend that the actual parent or person, adult, who's in charge and supervision have these water safety classes as well? Because I know some adults that don't even know how to swim themselves. <coughs> are, the, are these the ones that should be? Oh, uh, yes. I'm, you I'm are s- guilty of a lot. I'm absolutely I, I, guilty. You know, like, I'm just meeting you, but I'm, this is like, the, you've confessed, like, every listen, segment. Listen, I'm an honest, I'm an honest co-host, and I will tell you where my shortcomings are so we can learn together with the audience. <laughs> okay, and that's very enough, true. Fair enough. Uh, sadly, I've actually responded to a call before where a grum, uh, grandmother jumped into the pool after the child that happened to fall into the pool as well and grandma didn't know how to swim. So by the time we arrived, we were working two cardiac arrests at that point uh, due to the fact that grandma didn't know how to swim. Uh, So the big thing is, yes, whoever's going to be dedicated, please know how to swim. Also have safety devices around the pool, Um, whether it be first the fence that fences in the pool, uh, at least four feet high, or per the code, uh, whatever your area states. Uh, The second part is having an alarm, making sure kids can't just get into that pool area. I didn't Mm. even know there was such a thing as an alarm. Seriously? <laughs> sensors, absolutely. See, so, so yeah, I like it. Yeah, sensors. Sensor, yeah. <laughs> now that, I will confess. I need to go out and purchase that. <laughs> um, and then after that, it's also having the safety devices, flotation devices that we can throw instead of going into the water at first. If you can throw a device or sometimes at the pools, they have the devices to pull uh, the uh, victim in uh, with a small hook on a uh, pool pole. Uh, So there's different activities that can be done prior to jumping in the water with the victim at that point. Uh, We want to use that as the last resort. Last resort. Now I have a question. Now we we, we discussed it, you know, with younger children. Now for parents uh, such as myself that don't know how to swim but that have older children, preteens, you know, they're not necessarily teenagers yet. They're, you know, creeping up on your height. You know, they they rule the world. They know how to swim. You don't. And they want to be a little bit more adventurous. What tips can you give parents such as myself who don't who aren't water savvy but have children that are that want to ride those waves? They want to get out further. They want to go with, <laughs> go underneath the water. And you're like, you wouldn't want to dip your toe in. So you want to be very careful with that. Um, surprisingly, the second leading cause of accidental death in uh, children between the ages of five and 24 is actually drowning. Um, So that's very scary. So even those preteens, when they're testing their waters and going that little extra step, we want to be careful in what they're doing. You have to set those boundaries with the children. Um, another factor for the parents, you can still go for swimming lessons. Uh, there are local groups. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, why are you it laughing? Is, it is on Why my are you list. No, It is on my list. Oh, okay. I, will, I will go to the local YMCA or, or uh, any, any community, any community location, uh-huh. and I'll definitely uh, look that up. And that is definitely the way to go so that you feel a little bit more comfortable just in case something were to happen. 
Second to that is always looking to see if there's a lifeguard uh, around, if they have lifeguard towers, if it's at the beach, or if you have to call 911. Um, always have that technology available. Yes, we don't want to take those photos of our kids all the time and of post course, them. Right, exactly. <laughs> keep the phone. But <laughs> you want to have that phone with you just so in case. So keep the phone by the pool, but don't take them in their bathing suits. There exactly. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Another safety point. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode. I'd like to thank uh, AJ Ross for the, for the helpful tips. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Benjamin. I appreciate we, it. No, I, no, I appreciate your time. Being here. <laughs> AJ, before we leave, is there any last-minute wisdom or pearl that you would recommend to our families? Please be careful. It's summertime. As you were mentioning earlier, wear that sunscreen and be careful around the water. Excellent, excellent. Excellent. Well, that's it for this episode. Again, thank you, Dr. Benjamin. Thank you, AJ Ross. My pleasure. Thank you, Bahati. And remember, you can learn about Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital by visiting our website, jdch.com. 